I try to think about is not a texture that I want against my skin or is it something that's more like an accessory, like a scarf over my clothing or is it a blanket that's going, you know, on my lap over my clothes. Hello and welcome to the Yarn Over podcast. I'm Sarah Jane, your host, and today we're going to be talking to Ashley from Sorella Yarn. I followed Ashley for a very long time and I absolutely love her work, her designs, which she very much used to do and has progressed into a whole other business still within the yarny realm, uh, but she actually makes hand-dyed yarn. So we're going to find out a bit about Ashley, and then we're also going to be talking about how to use different fibres or select different fibres for particular projects. So grab a cup of tea and let's get stuck in. I wanted to take a moment to introduce my brand new book, You Can Crochet with Bella Coco. This is a clear and simple course for the beginner and contains everything that you need to get started as an absolute beginner. It also serves as a handy reference guide for those who just want a quick catch up to brush upon their techniques. And it contains 12 gorgeous crochet patterns for you to complete. You Can Crochet with Bella Coco is available now. So hello, Ashley, welcome to the Yarn Over podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk today. Yeah, I've been really excited about this because we touched a little bit about this before we came on, but we've spoken quite a few times over the years, haven't we? But never actually um, kind of face to face. (laughs) As close as we're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who might not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm Ashley and I own Sorella Yarn as well as the Sorella blog. So um, those of you who may have seen my YouTube channel or my blog post from years ago, I started out in the yarn industry as a blogger similar to Sarah Jane um, by designing crochet patterns, making YouTube tutorials. I eventually got into knitting a little bit. Um, But after doing that for about Three or four years, I started to learn, teach myself to dye my own yarn. I was creating a career for myself with crochet and knit designing, and I wanted a hobby again because my hobby had become my job. So I was interested in making my own yarn. And at first, it was just supposed to be a hobby that was for fun for me. But because I had an online following that was interested in yarn too. I was sharing about my newfound hobby and um, people took an interest in it. And I quickly figured out that I could dye yarn a lot faster than I could use it because I could dye, you know, 20 balls of yarn in a night and I certainly couldn't crochet 20 balls of yarn in a night. So so then I decided to start selling my extra on the side. And then that eventually now almost five years later has turned into a big business with a studio and a dozen employees and it's like taken over my life and has definitely become like my main um, source of focus now. Yeah. Where we're at. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing really because I, I followed you ever since those um, days where you were doing your blog and things. So I've kind of seen this evolution of what you've been doing and I've just kind of sat back in absolute awe of what you do because honestly every time I see something that you put out there I'm like wow like I just feel like 
you hit the mark every single time. Um, I'm even looking at your wallpaper behind you, and I feel like that is very familiar to your. Is it your crochet hooks? Is your is the yeah. hook base based on the wallpaper? Yeah. I have a set I can show you, but yeah, we designed our own crochet hooks and knitting needle tools, and we needed cases for them, so we made cases that matched the wallpaper so that it all yeah. goes together yeah it's absolutely gorgeous anybody who is listening I'll leave a picture in the show notes because I love it I actually have a pair a set on order um they are somewhere between us <laughs> now yeah postage is ridiculous at the moment um so yeah I'm hoping to get them very soon I'm very excited about those they are gorgeous absolutely gorgeous um I've kind of gone off on a tangent thinking about crochet hooks now (laughs) but yeah everything that you do I just think it always seems so very well thought out so well put together and just absolutely stunning as well so well done to you (laughs) thank you so much for saying so that's so kind of you um I mean I definitely am very picky and choosy about what we carry in the shop I try not to make it overwhelming but I really feel like starting out in the yarn industry as a designer was really fun and you know it allowed me to kind of get started in this industry and try a lot of different things out but I really found like my creative strengths in running an actual yarn company and now I have a lot of help you know creatively and on the like production side so it's definitely you know not just me I have a lot of people to you know bounce ideas off of and brainstorm and a lot of it comes out of those like collaborative moments so it's definitely been a crazy ride but yeah I'm really proud of where we are now yeah, you should definitely be. And the studio looks amazing as well. I particularly like when you post on stories all the kind of behind the scene things mm-hmm. because that stuff excites me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a bit of a loser in that way. But um, I love like the spreadsheets that you do and, you know, just to keep everything organized. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of organization because there's so many colorways and so many different types of yarn weights of yarn there's all these different things we do like the hooks and like you know we make our own wool wash and just all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff we carry candles now and snacks and like all kinds of stuff for crocheters and knitters um so it's definitely it takes a lot of organization to like keep all of that on track and organized yeah are you naturally an organized person yeah yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of a um, control freak sometimes, <laughs> which creates good results uh, in business, but it can yeah. be a painful process sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I have been very organized in the past, not so much in recent years. My life is very chaotic at the moment yeah. with like house renovations and children and business and all of that. So yeah. if I can like just watch your stories and get that organizational fix, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to share because it's it makes me really happy to see things all color coded and organized. Yeah. So 
you mentioned, you know, you've now got this team of amazing people. Let's go back a little bit to when you first started to dye yarn. I know that you said that, um, you know, your your hobby came, became your work. So then mm-hmm. you needed another outlet to then, you know, dye this yarn. What was the tipping point between selling those extras that you had to then starting the collections? Mm-hmm. And what was your very first collection of yarn that you did? Can you remember? Oh, gosh. The first, like, cohesive collection that we did, I think, was a Disneyland-inspired one. Yeah. Um, but we had been selling yarn at that point for probably over a year. Um, and so I was you know, dying things to sell them at that point, but it was still just very random and not very organized. And it was just kind of like, well, this is just my fun thing. So like, it doesn't need to be very professional or polished because it was just, you know, a side gig. So I didn't take it very seriously until we started doing collections, but I juggled both for a while. There was probably about a year where we were doing collections and I was still designing and publishing on my blog, working on YouTube, things like that. Um, and I was trying to do it all and that didn't go well. Also a mom, I mean, I only had one child at the time, but, um, I couldn't do two full-time jobs and have a toddler. So I had to give, and I was so passionate about the yarn business and it was really starting to pick up some momentum, especially when the pandemic shut everything down home crafting. I don't know if you saw this, result too but home crafting really had like a surge of yes. and so we saw a lot of growth with the yarn business mm-hmm. so I kind of took that as like well if this is you know if people are interested in it I might as well see how far I can go and I'm still waiting to see if there's a stopping point because we're just kept on going yeah well that is amazing and yes I definitely saw that everyone even with my YouTube channel and things the mm-hmm. the views just went you know, I think it was around March time, they just went whoosh straight up because people had that time to discover new hobbies, which, you know, it's lovely in a way. I mean, it was pretty (laughs) horrific what we're all going through. Yeah, yeah, it's nice that so many people actually um, started to crochet or knit uh, during that time and have continued to do so. Yeah, I feel like it gave people an opportunity to, you know, discover those things they'd always had an interest in. There are so many people that I met and still meet that say, oh, I would love to learn to crochet one day, you know, but it's one of those things that it's difficult to make the time for. So that's kind of the silver lining, I think. Yeah, definitely. So along this um, journey then, I I imagine you already knew a lot about yarn anyway, but Mm -hmm. when it came to... Uh, like dyeing your own yarn I imagine you learn a lot more is there anything that sticks out that's quite surprising that you learn as you went through this process um really just how different different types of yarn can be I mean when I started out learning to crochet and knit and then you know working with different companies and doing designs I was working with a lot of um synthetic fibers like acrylic polyester things like that sometimes something with a little bit of wool in it but I had never worked with um completely 100% wool yarn and I had this like preconceived notion that 
a hundred percent wool was going to be like scratchy and uncomfortable. And why would you want to use that? Um, and I was interested in learning to dye yarn, but in, you know, even just the first little bit of research I did, it was like, oh, if you dye yarn, you're dyeing wool yarn. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to try out wool yarn. And then I was like, wait, this stuff is great. It's softer than synthetic fiber. It's easier to work with. It creates lovely fabric when you work it up. I just was like obsessed with the texture of it. And it goes beyond just wool. There's alpaca and cashmere and silk and all of these incredible fibers that were like completely new to me. So then being able to dye them and create colors that I couldn't find in a big box store, you know, if I wanted a purple, I was kind of limited to bright purple and dark purple, but now I can create any purple I want and make the colors a bit more sophisticated and a little bit more, I don't know, just, just different than what's in a big box store. And then the fiber content being so much more luxurious is definitely a treat. So I didn't know what was out there really. And now yeah. that, the way that I can customize it makes it really fun. Yeah. And do you have to treat them in different ways when you're dyeing the yarn? Based on the fiber content? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the way that we dye yarn, it only applies to animal fiber. So um, we do a yarn that has a silk component to it, but it's still, it's like 50% silk and 50% wool. And what's being dyed when, like with our processes is the wool part of that yarn. Mm -hmm. Silk is remaining undyed. So it gives it a cool effect. But like I couldn't dye synthetic fibers or 100% plant-based fibers with um, our processes because they only work on animal fibers. Yeah. And you do different weights as well, don't you? You offer different yeah. weights with yarn. Just about yeah. every weight, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh, I mean, they're all different in terms of dyeing. Like every one even if we follow the exact same recipe, but using different weights of yarn, they all look different. So for that reason, I would have to say fingering weight is probably my favorite as far as like how it takes the dye because of the, it's so much less dense than other weights. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really allows the dye to like move around and be more blended. Um, but as far as working with them, I probably would say DK cause it's a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that so much. I, I actually lean towards like Aaron weight. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen my brand new pattern, the patchwork blanket? This project is perfect if you want to use up some of your yarn in your stash, explore new stitches and techniques, and also learn new skills. So many people have picked up this pattern already and begun their projects. And if you want to too, you can head across to bellacococrochet.com forward slash patchwork hyphen blanket. That's bellacococrochet.com forward slash patchwork hyphen blanket um so out of all of the um I guess you would call them shades colors mm -hmm. what would you call yeah. them shades we call them colorways colorways of course mm -hmm. um do you have like a particular favorite that sticks out to you 
Oh my gosh. I mean, we've made <laughs> hundreds of colorways at this point. It's so difficult to say because depending on the time of year or yeah. my mood or what I'm making, you yeah. know, there's some colorways that I love because they're really bright and really energetic looking, but I wouldn't necessarily make a sweater in that yarn. I would yeah. pick an accessory or something a little bit smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all of our in stock tonal palettes are most of my favorites. And that's why we bring them back every year. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like they connect so well to the season and they're so versatile. You can use any of them for any project and they're going to look good. So I just love that it can work for anybody in any situation that likes to make anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I always swoon over, like I tend to lean towards the pinks and purples. Yeah. Like the Disney collection for me was just stunning. I can't remember which one I got actually. Was it Cinderella? Is it Cinderella's castle? There was a Sleeping Beauty's castle, but I think you got Fantasyland. If I remember correctly. Yes. And then I bought some more. I accidentally ordered mohair. Mm-hmm. I've never used mohair before. Um, and this kind of links to a question that I get asked a lot is, do you have any kind of suggested yarns to use for particular projects? Because I get asked this question all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely something that I could learn more about because I haven't explored as much as I could have done in order to answer the question. Um, so do you have any tips on that? For choosing yarn, depending on the project. So if it's a blanket, for example, what fiber or weight might you lean towards or um, a jumper or a cardigan, for example? Mm -hmm. Or what would you make with mohair? Well, mohair I love for garments. So sweaters, cardigans, things like that. The texture of it is really, really nice against the skin. So what I try to think about in terms of like the texture of a yarn, which, you know, the fiber content is going to inform the texture, right? So I try to think about, is that a texture that I want against my skin? Or is it something that's more like an accessory, like a scarf over my clothing? Or is it a blanket that's going, you know, on my lap over my clothes, that type of thing. The other thing to think about is durability. So if you're using or if you're making, let's say, a blanket that's probably going to get, you know, tossed around a bit, it's going to have some friction going, you know, over the lap or maybe the kids are using the blanket, meaning anything goes, that thing needs to be durable. Maybe, you know, we are having a coffee and it spills and we need to throw it in the wash. Yeah. So especially for blankets and like very highly used items, I try to lean toward either something that's in a heavier weight. So it's going to have a bit more strength to it. So roasted, Aaron, bulky, um, or something that has a little bit of a stronger fiber. So we have a few yarns that we make that are nylon blends. And anytime that you see nylon in a yarn, it's there for durability. So there are sock yarns that have nylon, which are great for knitting or crocheting socks because you know, there's a lot of friction going on. on your <laughs> yes. You need that durability. And then, you know, other items that are used all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you say, think about 
where it's going to sit if it's on the skin or if if it's on your clothing that's a really mm-hmm. good point um i think you know it's just one of those questions that you you get over and over again especially if you're if you're new to crochet um and you have leaned towards those um you know synthetic fibers that when it comes to the others people can just be a bit like oh <laughs> where yeah. do i start there's a lot of choices out there too and it can be overwhelming so i would say definitely for people that are brand new to hand dyed yarn or higher end types of yarn. Um, If you're used to synthetic fibers, a lot of those yarns come in like worsted weight is something that we see all the time um, with synthetic fibers. So what I would suggest is trying out a different type of yarn, but still do worsted weight because that's what you're used to and comfortable with. Yeah. A really versatile yarn. That's why all the big companies make so much worsted. It's because you get a lot of yardage in, you know, per skein or per ball, and it's you can use it for anything. So I would start there and see what you think and how you feel, and then you can experiment, and, you know, try new things. But working within your comfort zone is definitely an easy way to get going. Yeah, it's a great tip. Um, you mentioned or you touched on earlier that along with your yarns, you also do, um, like the teas and the uh the wool wash um is that just something that you kind of thought oh this will be fun and then it became it's become a thing hasn't it and like everyone's like oh what's it gonna be with you know all these different things I think tea and yarn is just genius really (laughs) thank you yeah I mean really I wanted to this whole business was for fun, you know, in the beginning. And I added in some of those things way before it was like my career, you know? So I was just kind of experimenting and was like, what would I want, you know, to shop for? What would I want to complete my, you know, experience of knitting and crochet? Because for me, I have so little free time now. And I do I want to like fully enjoy it I want to make every like last minute of that time really count and really relax and you know really treat myself because it is such you know limited precious time so that's what I've tried to create for our audience too and give them the tools and you know the resources to be able to just come to one shop and be able to get everything that they need to have the best experience possible with that time that they have. Yeah. And really feel like when they're using it, it's just like really special for them. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. So what have you got coming up for, I would say the rest of the year, but we're (laughs) nearly at the end now. Yeah. So what have you got coming up, um, I guess, for 2023? Yeah, so um, we have a big year ahead of us. It's going to be our fifth year anniversary of the yarn business. So we're celebrating in a very big way. Um, We always do, usually on January 1st every year, we'll do what we call our greatest hits collection, Mm -hmm. which is just a collection where we bring back all the best sellers from the previous year so that everyone has kind of one more chance to get those colorways and market items because when we do collections we only do them 
once and we take pre-orders and then that closes until some of it returns for greatest hits. So that's typically our kind of system. But this year being our fifth anniversary, we're doing a year of greatest hits. So there will be monthly what we're calling playlists of colorways. So we're going to revisit I think 50 or more colorways a year um, from our entire archive from the last five years. So there will be things like the Fantasyland colorway that you got years ago um, will be included at some point and we'll kind of try to create little color palettes and work together even though they weren't original launch together. So I think it's going to be really fun and a great way to revisit all of the, you know, all the memories, walk down memory lane. Yeah. Absolutely. And for those who have already like purchased previously, I bet they'll be straight on getting some more of that yarn. Yeah, it's it's nice when you find something that you are just so in love with and, you know, you're given that opportunity to get it again. That sounds really exciting. And congratulations on five years. Thank you. That really is amazing. Like I say, I've, I I just remember, you know, you dye yarn in your garage, wasn't it? And then the move to the studios and then into the next space. It's just, do you think you're going to need to move again soon? <laughs> We've been already on the hunt for the next space for a little while now. Yeah. It probably still, I would love to say will happen next year. But right now, our area, the town where we live is like, just growing like crazy. There's a lot of um, tech companies that are moving here. Like they're putting a new like Apple campus and a Google campus and all these crazy things in our little town in North Carolina. So there's all of this like competition for um, commercial (laughs) space. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a challenge, but yeah, we're outgrowing our current space for sure. Yeah. Well, it's exciting though. And, it and absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So can you tell everybody where they can find you? So if they've not seen you before, you need to go straight away, look at all, <laughs> all of Ashley's things. Um, because, you know, in case you didn't know, I think they're amazing. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? Um, on Instagram, that's where we do all of our updates. Everything that's coming up or is currently available will be posted there. Um, and that's at Sorella Yarn, S-E-W-R-E-L-L-A Yarn. Um, and then our website is SorellaYarn.com. And that has everything that's available now and in stock, as well as it'll have information about what's coming soon. Amazing. I'll leave all of that in the, the show notes so people can go and check it out. But thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It was. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.